it. Amen. How many expecting a miracle from God? If you're believing God for a miracle, my God, put it in the chat. This is my day of miracles. Oh my God. We thank you. Hallelujah. I feel a breakthrough on that song. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It could have been the other way. Amen. But we thank God on today. Amen. Amen. Give honor to God, who's the head of our life, to his son, Jesus Christ, and the precious Holy Spirit. Thank God for the anointed woman of God, Dr. Mamie Tauber. Thank God for all of our pastors. Amen. And yes, Lord Ministries, all our associate ministers, all of the precious people of God that are part of the Yes, Lord Ministries family. We thank God for those of you who are our friends of the ministry. Oh, my God. All the pastors, apostles, bishops, preachers prophets, everyone. We thank God for you, you, and you. That's right. Call a neighbor. Let them know. Hurry, hurry. Yes, Lord Ministries is on the air. Amen. We're excited. We've had such a blessed week, and we're still rejoicing over our 27th year church celebration at our Founders Day, and we want to thank God for each of you who've sown into our lives and into our ministry. We praise God for you because it's the love that you shared towards us because God has been with us all these years. Amen. And we're blessing God for that. Amen. 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 Well, how many ready to get into the word of God? Amen. Get the Bibles if you would want to go uh with me to a particular a familiar rather uh passage of scripture something that we all have read over the years those of you that have had a chance to go to sunday school back in the day or bible study amen we thank god for this scripture it's usually read in a lot of different settings and so today i felt impressed of the lord to share this with you because we are, um, our theme, that's it, thank you, Holy Spirit, our theme for this year, for our church going into this 27th, 28th year is uh, no more limits on God. That, that's our theme for this year. And so with this particular lesson in Psalms 23, and I want to focus on verses 1 and 2. Psalms 23, verses 1 and 2. If you have it, can you say amen? Amen. And, uh, and it goes like this, and I'll be reading out of the uh, King James Version. So just in case you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. Amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Let me read that first verse again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me, trusting God is the foundation. Trusting God is the foundation. 
if you're taking notes, amen, uh, I want you to write that down for yourselves, amen. Trusting God is the foundation because if we're going to remove the limits of God, no more limits on God, trusting God is the foundation. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things as a result of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the raiment word. We should now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, prosperity, success, the victory, protect of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as his servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise because he's going to do just that. Trusting God is the foundation. So as we begin to look at this lesson here, we realize that David, he uses the images of a shepherd and a gracious host. David reflected on the many benefits the Lord gave him in the dangers of life and concluded that God's persistent loving protection would restore him to full communion. Many of David's psalms are full of complaints, but this is full of confidence and the expressions of delight in God's great goodness and dependence upon him. It is a psalm which has been sung by good Christians and while be while the world stands and with a great deal of pleasure and satisfaction. Let's look at this. I want to break this lesson down to you in several parts. One is, because this is a series that we're going to be talking about, trusting God is the foundation. So here we're looking at the psalmist here claims to have a relationship to God as his shepherd. He recounts, as stated, his experience of the kind things God has done for him as a shepherd, and hence he infers that he should want no good. Isn't that an amazing? If we're going to remove the limits from God, if we're going to take the restraints off God, if we're going to take all restrictions, remove them away from God, it's important for us to understand that we got to trust him. That's right. We got to trust him. We must trust God. You know, in spite of everything, you know, it's amazing. I've thought about this numerous times. I've had conversations with a few people about this. Is that pre-pandemic, there there were hardly no jobs. At least that's what people were saying. During the pandemic, it got less and less of people wanting to work, right? Because of whatever conference they felt comfortable in. And now many employers across the country, regardless to the names, are looking diligently for workers, for people that really want a job. But the amazing thing is that the word has it, or should I say many commentators have stated that many people are not willing to work. Well, I wouldn't put it across the board, but I would say that if you're looking for a job, you'll definitely find one. And some have created various incentives for the uh, persons that want to express interest in working. Why am I bringing that out? 
because a lot of times we're praying prayers. My God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. We're praying prayers and God is answering our prayer, but we are rejecting the way he's responding. Oh, teach, Tarver, teach. What are you saying? God, open doors for me. God, make ways. God said, I'm doing it. But you're not listening. You're not uh, uh, making yourself available to what I'm doing. And a lot of times we box God in because why? One, we're, we're, we're not really in reality. Let, let me say it that way. We're not really in reality. What do you mean, Richard? I mean that a lot of times we look at uh, movies, we look at sports, we look at various uh, celebrities and various artists, and we look at their lifestyle, not knowing all that goes on behind the scenes, because I I was told that some of the cars you may see some with are rented. You, you know what I'm saying? Some of the homes are maybe for showcase. Are you with me? Now, there's some that actually do have. Please understand what I'm saying here. But here, I want you to understand that God can provide and fulfill your needs. That's what David is saying in this first verse. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, can I break this down for you? When he's saying the Lord is, a lot of times, many believers, they recognize and identify God as being their savior, his son, as being their savior, but they're not following him as Lord, because let's go to scripture. When you look at when the disciples in, in, in the book of Matthew, when they were around the table, and even in the book of John, when they were around the table and they were uh, a, a feasting and some folks called the Last Supper, but when they were feasting there around the table, one of the disciples said, uh, uh, Master, is it I? Everybody else was saying, Lord, is it I? What, what was the distinction there, preacher? It was because Judas was not following Jesus for who he was and who he should have been in Judas' life. Judas, oh my God, I feel like teaching today. Judas was really happy, like some people today, happy with a title, but don't want to do the work. Are you with me? Oh, 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 watch this out. And so here, and so while, so what are you saying, preacher? Keep me with you, all right? Stay with me. Is when the Lord is your shepherd, you're leaning on him. You're trusting him. When you look at the backdrop of this particular type lesson, the sheep always had to trust their shepherd. Am I talking to anybody? Now, even if they got gnats or flies or mosquitoes would get on them, they trusted their shepherd to take care of them, to cover them. And so David here is saying, because he had experience, he was a shepherd. So he knew what it was like. And, and it's so amazing how he uses this analogy that the Lord, just like I'm taking care of the sheep, is this helping anybody? Just like I'm taking care of the sheep, God is taking care of me. My, 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 my. Give God a praise right there. The Lord is my shepherd. So when you're comfortable with trusting God, when you know you can trust God, 
Then he says this, watch this now. I love these four words. I shall not want. Listen, I could conclude right there. Are you with me? The Lord is, all right, currently, assuredly, certainly, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I want to talk to this, this point about this because it's important for you to understand that like the psalmist, he employs the figure of a shepherd to recall the blessings he enjoyed from the Lord. God is shepherd in Psalms 28, verse 9, Psalms 80, verse 1. The metaphor was the natural one, as I stated to David, because he was a shepherd to king. It was also common metaphor in the ancient Near East, as many kings compared themselves to what? Shepherds in their leadership capacity. The prophecy of the coming Messiah incorporated the same in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. And Jesus identified himself as the expected good shepherd, John 10, 14. He is also called the great shepherd in Hebrews 13, 20, and the chief shepherd in 1 Peter 5 and 4. Because the Lord was David's shepherd, his needs were met. Somebody needs to put it in the chat. All my needs are met. How many would agree? that there are times where we expect too much from people as people expect too much from you. In other words, they expect you to be Mr. or Ms. Fix-It. You deal with it and I can't handle it. What am I going through? When you read scripture, nowhere is it recorded that we should lean on each other that they become our proper rapper is recorded in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It reads like this. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, verse 7, casting all your care upon him. For why? He cares for you. The psalmist here, he states in his relationship to God as his shepherd, David in this psalm draws three comfortable conclusions and teaches us to do the same. We are saved by hope, and that hope will not make us ashamed because it is well-grounded. It is the duty to, of Christians to encourage themselves. How, how many have been going through something and you tried to call somebody, you tried to find somebody, you may have tried to look for a prophetic word from somebody and you realize, where are you? But guess what? Sometimes David says, oh, I encourage my soul. He says, so be encouraged. That's right. Sometimes you have to speak that declaration, make that affirmation. I am the righteousness of God. I am fearfully wonderful made. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And so here, the first blessing that David defines for us is he experienced spiritual nourishment. 
As the shepherd leads sheep to fresh grass for feeding, so the Lord leads his people. One who follows the Lord does not lack any spiritual nourishment. Under shepherds, I just give you these scriptures, Acts 20, 28, 1 Peter 5 and 2, are expected to feed the flock. Ezekiel 34, verses 1 through 10, and John 21, verses 15 through 17 as well. Food for the soul is the word of God. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 14, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Hence, he infers that he should want no good. From God's beginning, being his shepherd, he infers that he shall not want anything that is good from him. Oh, my God. Verse 1. The great care that God takes of believers, he is their shepherd. They may call him so. Time was when David was himself a shepherd, as stated. He was taken from following the U's, the E-W-E-S, that's the young ones, great with young, Psalms 78, verse 70 to 71. So he knew by experience that the cares and tender affections of a good shepherd towards his flock. Now, let me just kind of pause there for station identification. One of the key things you must understand that your leader, your pastor, is your shepherd. They cover you. Now, this was not in my notes, what I'm about to say, but I'm going to share this with you. You must want to be covered in order to be covered. Let me give you an example. How many of you drive cars? How many of you own homes? How many of you have an apartment? It's important. It's essential that you have auto insurance for your vehicle. It's important and it's essential that you have homeowner's insurance. It's important and essential, even as a renter, that you have renter's insurance. Why? In the case of a catastrophic situation that occurs, a fire, whatever damage to your property, you need insurance. I, I, I heard this commercial. People, you need insurance. You need life insurance. You need health insurance. You need auto insurance. You need homeowners insurance. You need renters insurance. So what's the purpose of the analogy, preacher? Is this. David knew that God was his insurance policy. Now, let me just bring some clarity here because I hear some people the way you're talking. Watch this now. I don't hear you audibly, but I pick people up in the spirit. Watch this. Because your thoughts, watch this now. People feel, I don't need life insurance. Why? Because they feel healthy. They vibrate. But let me tell you, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Am I talking to anybody here? Now watch this. And you know, I got to bring this point home because if God, trusting God is our foundation, we need foundation resources in our life, a part of our life to be able to be whole. W-H-O-L-E. Are you with me? Because I find that too many Christians don't believe in having life insurance. And we're going to have a whole teaching on that. So stop by on Wednesday nights. I didn't say this Wednesday, but stop by on Wednesday nights. You'll catch it. 
And why? Because the scripture says, teach them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded. And even Jesus made certain that his mother was included in his will. Oh my God, that's a whole nother subject right there. Are you with me? But why am I sharing this? It's because too many Christians don't think it's necessary to have insurance. Oh, I just trust God. God got everything. He does. And that's why he wanted to make sure he as your shepherd, you had everything. Are you hearing me? And so, so he remembered David here. Remember. And so let me say this other part too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because why do you need all insurance? What if you get involved in an accident? What if somebody gets hit by your car? You need insurance. Are you with me? Like I said, that wasn't in my notes, but I needed to share that because the Holy Spirit prompted me to share that with you. Are you with me? Skillful, faithful. He, David, he once ventured his life to rescue the lamb. So he understood the importance of having a shepherd in your life. Now, why did you bring that part out, preacher? Because you said something about a pastor being a covering and all of that is because too many renegades don't have a shepherd. They're anointed, yes. They got gifts, yes. But they don't have a covering. They don't have a shepherd. It's important for you. Listen, my friend, you may have said you experienced some church hurt. Let me tell you, ain't too many people been hurt more the preacher's children. That's right. Yep. Um, I'm, they call them PKs, but you got to understand what the definition of kids is. That's why you shouldn't call your children kids. But anyway, so we have parents as uh, 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 pastors. Are you with me? Ministers. Are you with me? Because why? They expect a whole lot from preacher's children. Are you with me? But that's a whole nother lesson. So what am I saying? Nobody has experienced more hurt than some. And sometimes that what you think you went through, we're not minimizing it, but you need to ask yourself, God gave you the did God give you the grace to handle that? Are you with me? What are you doing to make certain that it, nobody else experiences that? Are you with me? And you can't walk away from church. Why? You need the church. Forsake not to send ourselves together with the saints. For we overcome in Hebrews, we overcome by one another's testimony. Let's come on back to this lesson. Trusting God is the foundation. See. That's important too. When building a home, if you ask any contractor, you need a solid foundation. Don't be so uh, in awe of the exterior. You need a solid foundation. If those of you that were in the Northeast and in various parts of the country when the storm came through, listen, you needed to make certain that your home was a solid foundation. Are you hearing me? And this is just a a sign of things to come. We're in the last day, people. Are you with me? And so here, the Savior seems to refer when he says, I am the shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd, John chapter 10, verse 11. He that is the shepherd of Israel, of the whole church in general, Psalms 80, verse 1, is the shepherd of every particular believer. The, the meanest is not below his consciences. Uh, Isaiah 40, verse 11. He takes them into his fold. Are you with me? This is another thing too. When that shepherd really cares for the sheep, you're going to have sheep of various personalities. So that we're constantly understanding, knowledge, grasp, perception, awareness. Are you with me? So God, listen, my father used to say it this way. I probably said it numerous times. He says, if you find a perfect church, he said, don't join it. Why? 
He says, because you will mess it up. What is he saying? You're not perfect. You're joining up what you call a perfect church. You will mess it up. Because why? Give yourself a little time. You're going to find something wrong there. You know what I'm saying? That's his people. So, but David here in this text, he takes them into his fold and he cares and takes care of them, protects them and provides for them with more care and constancy than a shepherd can. That makes it his business to keep the flock. If God be as a shepherd to us, we must as sheep be as sheep, inoffensive, meek, quiet, silent before the shearers, nay, and before the butcher too, useful and sociable. We must know the shepherd's voice and follow him. Jesus said in John 10, the sheep, my sheep know my voice, but a stranger, they were not here. And, and you know, let's pause here, Stacey, for identification, because why? Who are you listening to? What do you mean, preacher? Who are you listening to when you're going through adversity, when you're going through challenges, when you're experiencing pain in your body? Who are you listening to? If God is being your shepherd, you need to trust him in everything. Don't just look for God when the sun is shining. Just don't expect God to be your shepherd when, when you get a raise on your job or give you a job, give you a house and all that. No, you need to know him in the storm. Because why? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hey, my God, but I'll be with you through every circumstance and situation you encounter in life. Somebody always say, thank you, Jesus. And so let me hurry here. He says, I may conclude I shall not want anything that is really necessary and good for me. If David penned this song before his coming to the crown, though destined to it, he had a much reason to fear wanting as any man. Once he sent him his men a begging uh, for him to Nabal, and another time went himself begging to Abimelech, Ahimelech, Yet, when he considers that God is his shepherd, he can boldly say, I shall not want. If there any witnesses that have experienced the glory of God, the benefits of God, and where God just provided all your needs, and, and, and can I just even take you there for a moment, where those moments in your life where you didn't know where it was coming from, but there, oh my God, God made a supernatural provision for you. Oh my God, yes, if we had a chance to give the mic to a few people, they would testify that God supplied their needs. They would say, I shall be supplied with whatever I need. And if I have not everything I desire, I may conclude that it is either not a fit for me or not good for me, but or I shall have it in due time. Let me conclude with this story and talk to the Dom living on crumbs. Because remember, trusting God is the foundation. The story goes like this, said I once heard of Reverend William Arnett say that he was the guest of a friend who had a favorite dog. The animal would come into the room where the family was sitting at the dinner table and would stand looking at his master. If the master threw him a crumb, the dog would seize it before it got to the floor. But if he put the joint of meat down on the floor, the dog would look at it and leave it alone as if it were too good for him. Ooh, my God. So said Mr. Arnett, 
There are many Christians who are satisfied to live on crumbs when God wants to give him the whole joint. Oh, let me just bring some clarity. When he's saying joint here, he's not talking about a blunt. He's not talking about a, a, a weed. No, he ain't talking about marijuana. It's, it was an analogy they were using. Are you with me? Because I didn't want nobody to go out there and say, hey, apostle said that God would give him a joint. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't edit this part. But he's saying, come boldly to the throne of grace and get the help you need. There is an abundance for all. So if we're going to trust God and realize and trust in God is the foundation, because lean not upon thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Listen, God is an awesome God. We pray that you were encouraged by this lesson. This is just the first part of this series, because we want you to understand why you need to remove the limits off God. Why you take them off, take them off. Can I say this to you before we conclude? That if you're going to trust God, and trusting God is the foundation. This is what I want you to understand. All right, as we deep, deep dive into this lesson, here's what I want you to understand. That you have to learn how to trust God in spite of. Yep, that's it. Trust God in spite of. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's because there will come days where your faith will be tested. But the good thing is to remember what he said in John. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you through every circumstance you encounter in life. Some of you have not seen God in those real dark days. Why? Because you went to other alternatives. But God's saying, I want you to come to me. There are those of you who are saying, I once was with God. I walked away. Things happened in life church hurt, whatever, the pastor, the usher, the choir, the deacon, whatever, didn't look at me, they lied on me, what? Listen, they're not worth you missing out on the things that God has for you. Come back to God, give your life to Jesus. I wanna pray with you because you're so important to God and you're really also important to us. Would you join in with us and pray this prayer? I'm asking every believer across the world that are watching right now, would you join in prayer with us that as we pray with these precious hearts that said, I wanna give my life to Jesus. I want, I realize that this preacher said, I trusting God is the foundation. I, I need to get a solid foundation in my relationship with God. I need to trust him, not like a Santa Claus, where he'll bring me special gifts at a certain time of the year. No, I need to trust God every day. So join in with me this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for encouraging me through your word that trusting God, trusting you, God, is the foundation. I need to remove the limits off you, God. So I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. 
make me whole. I want to have that assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, going into the grave. But on the third day, you rose with all power in your hand. You gave me a new opportunity on life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that right now I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, you prayed that prayer. You believed what you stated. Guess what? You're saved. But I didn't feel no cold chills. I, he never said you were supposed to. People said that. But you will know that there's a change in your heart. See, he, God works on the internal, not just focusing on the external. So, but we, it's important. There's some next step, action steps. You need to be a part of a good Bible-believing church. We encourage you to consider Yes Lord Ministries. If you'd like more information about Yes Lord Ministries and those of you who made a decision to give your life to Jesus, send us an email to events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. Or you could text. You could send us a text or download our mobile app. Uh, yes, Lord Ministries mobile app with your iPhone or Android. You can download our mobile app and then you can respond, be kept abreast of what's going on. Our media ministry will make sure you get that information. But we want to get some resources into your hands that can help you in your walk with God. Whether you just come into God or you've been with God a long time, there are those of you that saying, you know, I'm looking for a church. I'm already saved. I love God, but I need to be connected to a good Bible teaching church. If that's you, we invite you to contact us. We would love to meet with you, love to spend time with you. We would love to shepherd you. But let me share this with you. Because we take covering people, we take People giving their lives to Jesus very serious. We take even being a part of the church very serious. It's not about us being a large church, big church. That's wonderful. We're there. But what we want to help you understand, it's not about the size of the church you attend. It's about the relationship in your heart with God. That's what's important. We're living in the last days, everything. I mean, we're seeing scripture being fulfilled. If you don't think Jesus is soon to come, just keep looking. Because I'm going to tell you, he is soon to come. Any day now, Jesus can come. Are you with me? But we pray you were encouraged today. We love you. Thank God for you. My God, trusting God is the foundation. And listen, we want to encourage you to give on today. So into this ministry. And we're blessing to you. And then share this replay with someone that they too can be encouraged. Amen. Love you. Back into your hands. Pastor Bondale Scott. All right, sir. Back into it. You got it.